That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper. And baby, if you've ever wondered whatever's become of me, I'm living on the air tonight in Cincinnati, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got slandered. That's what it is. This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! Oh boy, get fired up tonight. We're going to hear us roar in Cincinnati. It's time to bring those Bengals. Let's welcome into the studio the Judge Jordan Thomas. Welcome in, my friend. Hey, my man, uh, glad to be back as always. And, you know, I'm really missing Flanders tonight. And, uh, you know, we ain't seen him in a while. And so I thought I'd throw on this Rams jersey and antagonize all of our guests in the spirit of uh, Nick Flanders because we, we really miss that guy. Yeah, I mean, whatever happened to Nick? You're like, he went down on vacation and I just haven't ever seen him since. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. He just didn't want to come back, I guess. All right, well, let's get things started off tonight. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, do us a solid. Hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit the like button, leave a comment for us. There are little things stopping you from doing it, but big things popping for us when you do. So we do appreciate when you do that. Go to TSSFantasy.com as well if you want to check out our latest and greatest rankings. Do us a solid, too. If you're going to play in a little fantasy this year, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Also, Jazz Sportsbook, lots of great promos from them. Use our promo code TSS for that. And if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, go to Pro Am Belts. They got lots of great stuff for you there. All right. Well, Justin, or excuse me, Justin, I said that last night too, and I caught myself. I, I can't believe I did that. Jordan, my friend, I'm sorry. I'm going to bid you adieu. We're going to bring in the doc. I'll see you in a little bit for the fantasy focus. The doctor is in. It's not WKRP in Cincinnati. It's TSS Fantasy in Cincinnati. We got the doc in for the house call. How are we doing, doc? And welcome in, sir. Thank you much. We'll start with Joe Mixon. So if you pull 2020 out of the equation, and recall from a couple of years ago, you gave him the moniker Mr. Glass, and it was all about 2020. But if we pull that out of the equation, he's averaged 15 games per season over his other five seasons. So except for that year, he's Mr. Consistency. That said, he's going to get a lot of touches this year. We're going to go 65% of the bench for Joe Mixon, missing at least one game. Moving to T. Higgins. So he's been a very reliable player. Average nearly 16 games per season over his three years career, three year career, excuse me. Furthermore, every year he sees his fantasy points and position ranking improve over the previous. 
very optimistic Higgins is going to have a good year. We're doing 15% of the bench for T. Higgins. And lastly, Tyler Boyd. So only once over his seven seasons has he played in fewer than 14 games. And even that 14-game season was an outlier. So he's not one of Joe, excuse me, he's not one of Joe Burrow's top receiving choices, but he's still not a bad third option. And while he's certainly trending downward and declining in PPR fantasy value relative to the previous season, he's still on the field. He's capable of putting up a big game like he did in week seven last year with 29 points. So we're going Tyler Boyd, 20% of the bench. I like it. Tyler Boyd shows up when you need him. He does have some big games, that's for sure. Um, and who day, by the way? Not many day. This Bengals team is going to be off to a big year this year. Doc, thank you so much for closing out the AFC North. Next week will be the NFC North, so we'll see you then. All right, let's get excited. The magic of television and a haircut indeed. All right, well, let's get our guest in. We got some Bengal legends in the house and friends to the show. Let's get some Bengal roars going. It's time for the Cincinnati Bengals. Our next stop on our summer tour, we are living on the air in Cincinnati. Get ready to roar with the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, you can tell I'm old. Every promo, I got WKRP references. Welcome into the studio, everyone. Let's go around the room. First, uh, one of our, uh, from our Super Bowl special, one of our fantasy Jeopardy contestants, it's Sean Moore. Hootay, baby. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Hootay, baby. And I'd like to note that I was the Jeopardy champion on the Super Bowl show. So I just kind of point that Thank out. you. I was going to say it, but I was like, man, I, can't, I couldn't remember who won exactly. So thank you for the correction. The champ is here, I should say. My bad. Also, welcome into the studio, Andrew Hall. Welcome in, my friend. First time, long time. Excited to be here and talking up with you guys on the Bengals. Let's go. Who day, baby? That's, listen, that's the first time anyone said first time, long time on this show. I'm I thought I'd kick it back to WKRP, <laughs> right? Like that's an old radio thing. So <laughs> I, I ran right into it. it. Absolutely love it. All right, Ellis, welcome in, my friend. Yo, it's Ellis Fantasy Football. Welcome in. Thanks so much for having me. Super fired up to be here. Can't we're, can't wait to talk some Bengals. Who day, baby? Who day, indeed. Juan is day. Welcome in. Is it Juan de Mayo? Is it okay? Or is John May? I don't. You tell me. Welcome into the studio, my friend. All right, he's super stoic to be here. Indeed, we might have to get back. To <laughs> a second, um, are you there, John? All right, John. John, I think is a little behind. We'll get back up in a second. Let's welcome in. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you now, my friend. Oh, maybe. All right, we'll check back with you in a second. Hey, excited to be here. Work. Looking forward to talking Bengals. Who day? All right, we're welcome to have we are excited to have you, uh, John. All right, let's welcome in Bengals legend, the Bengals captain. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Who day, and I am just excited to share the stage with I am a huge fan of Who Day Baby. I'm I'm excited to be here and, and witness his greatness. <laughs> Man, I didn't realize far too, kind, our, far too kind. I didn't realize our champion had such such big pull around here. Jeez, oh please, he's a big deal. Known, my bad. All right, go <laughs> well, ahead, guys. We appreciate you guys being in. Let's talk about last season real quick. All right, well, I'll pull this bandaid off real quick. It was a good season overall. Finished twelve and four. First, of course, in the AFC North. 
lost the conference championship to the Chiefs, barely 23 to 20. Questionable if you even should have lost that game. Let's talk about offensively last year. Seventh overall in points per game, 25.7. Yards per game, 353.8, which made you 11th. Um, passing yards, 7th. We know Joe Money, 257.9. Um, rush yards per game, 95.9. It made you 28th in the league, lacking a little bit in the rushing game. Defensively, points per game, you were 5th in the league. Um, at, excuse me, points against, 19.6. Yards per game, 337.7. That made you 17th. Passing yards per game, lacking a little in the secondary, 234.2, 26. Also probably to do with Joe Burrow, lighting teams up, so probably a little bit had to do with it also. Rush yards per game, 103.5. That made you fifth. All right, let's go around the room. Sean Hude, the man, the myth, the legend, apparently. We put some respect <laughs> on his name. Give me um, three words or less last season and expand on it for me. Roller coaster of emotions. I, it, we started off the season, you start off 0-2, and, and you're like, oh, okay, this is not great. And then you kind of go in, win the next two, drop Monday night to Cleveland, you're like, oh, this is this is terrible. And then just run off eight straight, nine straight, I forget exactly what it was, to go into the, hit the playoffs, then to go into Kansas City and should have won that game, you know, but when you have five tries to complete a third down, Sometimes that doesn't happen so well. But, I mean, to do be at that level and to have been down the offensive lineman we were down going into that AFC Championship game, I mean, there's nothing to hang your heads about. And just going into this season, it's going to be, I think, Super Bowl or bust, it's got to be. I mean, this team is ready. They have all the talent. The defense is back. Defense, you know, we lost safeties, but still, you know, that's why you drafted Dax Hill. That's why you signed a free agent. So, be all right. I like it. I like it. Andrew, how about you, my friend? Three words or less. Expand on it last year. Oh, so close. Honestly, like my, my only thing about last season was after going to the Super Bowl, which I think a lot of Bengals fans did not expect that two years ago. That was a little bit, you know, early for that bun to come out of the oven. And I think all of us are like, oh, wait, this might actually be real. And then to get to the postseason and lose like we did, like Sean mentioned, like just man, like that. You know what, though? I, I will gladly take two straight trips to the AFC Championship. That is fine with me. So I'm calling it oh so close. We've still got a little bit of work left to do, but that's where you want to be. That's that's the game you want to be losing, I guess, and at least be in the hunt. So I, I was a happy happy camper. Could have been a happier camper. That was pretty much the way I looked at it. Listen, as a fan of America's team, the Miami Dolphins, trust me when I tell you, just being in the conversation does feel good, I have to say. All right, Ellis, what do you say, my friend? I think my three words would be the power of reassurance. And that big part there was because, as Andrew said, that was such a, I don't know, random time to all of a sudden be in a Super Bowl. It just kind of happened. And as much as I'm a huge Bengals fan and everything, I was a little worried it was kind of one of those one-hit wonders. We're talking about these old-school radio things. But nope, facts is Joe Cool is the guy. He's just as good as everyone thought he was. Same with Chase, same with Higgins. Lou Anarumo is an unbelievable defensive coach. The biggest takeaway for me is we just got to make sure that we don't have to go through Arrowhead because we saw what happened with Burrowhead, and I think we can win the AFC. So let's go with that. Absolutely. All right, we're going to get to that in a second. Let's go to um, let's go to John. All right, John, are you with us? And give me three words or less last season. Um, sum it up and expand on it for me. I think we're 
Uh, we still might be having some technical difficulties. Um, we'll, we'll bring him back in in a minute. Let's go to the Bengals captain, my friend, with the great beard and everything. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Three words or less and expand on it. Lots of positivity, but I'm going to say slow starts again. Uh, two years in a row, it's kind of been the identity. They're a little slow out of the gate. Uh, we saw it with a completely revamped offensive line needing time to gel, and it cost them a couple games. If we get those games back, there's likely a uh, first-round bye. We might not be looking at some of the injuries that we had on the offensive line. We we roll to another Super Bowl and uh, probably beat the Eagles. So uh, this year, you know, the, the team's going to be a lot more experienced. We're not going to have, knock on wood, we're not going to have the problems of the offseason that we had. Joe Burrow's looking like uh, no appendicitis again. They've already taken it out. So uh, no more slow starts will be my motto going for, forward here. No more slow starts. I like it. Indeed. All right, we're gonna, let's treat. I, I think I see him moving back there. John, you, you with us now, my friend? Can you give us three words or less last season and expand on it? Now it's got Max Room vibes. Man, I got I got to cut off. I'm sorry, John. We got no. We got some bad internet mojo going on for you. Let's we'll try to see if we can correct that in a minute. All right, let's go on to the. We talked about what was, or excuse me, what? Yeah, what was? Let's talk about what is. My bad. All right. This season, you guys. Let's talk about what you lost in the off season. Marquee subtractions. Hayden Hurst, the tight end, Jesse Bates, safety, Von Bell, safety, so and Trey Flowers, cornerback. So lost Summit in the secondary, but your marquee additions could be big time for you with Orlando Brown. Finally, somebody to secure that O-line for Joe Burrow. Looks like a great, great addition to this team. Irv Smith Jr., who's had some great potential at the tight end position, hasn't lived up to it yet, maybe can find himself with this unit. And Nick Scott obviously brought him over to replace some of the stuff that you miss um, leaving in your secondary. In the draft, round one, Miles Murphy, edge rusher from Clemson. Round two, DJ Turner, cornerback from Michigan. Round three, Jordan Battle, safety out of Alabama. Um, Charlie Jones, receiver out of Purdue in round four. Chase Brown, running back in from Illinois, um, and we'll talk about, obviously, the Joe Mixon situation. Andre, I don't know how to say the last name, receiver in, out of Princeton. Brian Robbins, punter from Michigan. And then round seven, DJ Ivy, cornerback from, of course, the U. Let's go around the room. We'll start with the captain first. Give me a prediction about this season and tell me why. 13 wins pretty easily. 13 wins. I'm confident about that. Um, I was excited about the draft. I, I think all Bengals fans were. We may have uh, been a little tentative. That, that first pick, I went live knowing it was going to be tight end Notre Dame. And then you never go live. You never go live because <laughs> I, I, yeah, it caught me. Uh, looking back, great pick. You know, the, the defensive line rotation, uh, Lou Anarumo is the mad scientist. Uh, that's going to equate to more sacks at, at, at ideal situations. 
top to bottom of the draft, there's not a pick that I didn't like. Even even to punter, you know, we 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 lost a legend, retired a legend today, Kevin Huber. We love you. Thank you so much. And uh, looks like we're gonna have another legend. The the receivers we've added, uh, you know, we've got. Uh, a stud running back waiting in the wings, but everybody wants to overlook Travion Williams. Don't do it. I promise you uh, it's we, we're, we're loaded. Uh, Orlando Brown, uh, that offensive line, uh, another year uh, together, some of those guys and adding him to the mix. It, we're, we're finally going to see the potential of that offense scoring 30 plus a game. Yeah, I no doubt about it. I can definitely see that very easily. All right, Ellis, what say you? What are, give me a prediction for this year and why? Man, this team is electric. It's fun to watch, and this draft just kind of added that. I'm I'm with the captain over there. I thought we were getting Mare. I thought that tight end pick was huge. But then bringing in Irv Smith, the amount of talent that he has, and as a receiver too, is such a big component of this offense. I'm worried a bit about his blocking, but he showed a lot in Minnesota, so I'm optimistic. But his shirt hands is going to be a lights-out number four option. And, of course, as the Canadian here, let's go Chase Brown, the London, Ontario native. Love that pick. Him and his twin are unbelievable. Their story's amazing, too. And I think he, the kid has juice. Let's see how he does in pass pro. That was probably the shakiest part of his game in college, in my opinion. But if he can be pass pro, Joe Mixon's not a third-down guy. He's just not. He never has been. And as much and you can argue that he could be, but for some reason, Zach Taylor doesn't think he is. And that's totally fine. Let's hope it's Chase Brown or Travion Williams is sick too. Love Irv Smith. Love that we attacked the defense as well. A little worried about the secondary. If I would predict wins, I'm going to go a little bit lower than the captain. I think it's more like 11-12 because I'm worried about this division. I'm not going to lie. That Ravens team is a little scary. But, yeah, I, I, it's going to be another good one for us Bengals fans. So it's fun doing, you know, this show that I because we do the summer tour and we go through every team. And of course, like in the offseason and, you know, as as I referred to earlier, you know, we all know who my team is. So the AFC East obviously has been a lot. There's been a lot of hype. Right. And as we went through this division, I said it last night. I was like, man, there's a lot of hype on the AFC East. But this AFC North is nothing to shake a stick at. And it's literally you could go down and look at the teams and compare it to the AFC East. Literally, you're probably the worst team is the Steelers. And they're just like the Patriots. But I probably would say they're a little better than them, quite frankly. So, Andrew, let's go to you, my friend. Give me a prediction and why. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling what these two are putting out. I'm going to go with 12 myself, 12 wins. I think that, that that gets the over. I feel like it's pretty confident. It is a tough division. And just like last year, I think we go three and three in the division. Just because divisional games, you kind of throw the record book out the window. You, you really have to take each game as a singular item. I mean, we saw the Browns dominate us on Monday Night Football. And that just hurts so bad. And then the Browns come to Cincinnati and we dominate them. It was just like these two teams are entirely different on the home on home and road. I just it, It's crazy to me. And you get any home team, you know, excited for a divisional game in this division, it's anybody's game. So I don't, no matter who, how good you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you got at QB, it, it man, it, it really can be a, a gut fest. So that's where it's like three, three losses there. And then I'm going to give one more loss either to the Bills or the Chiefs, just because I feel like the odds of the Bengals winning both of those and then winning the Super Bowl feels a little bit much. I'd much rather lose one of those games and go all the way through in the playoffs. So my logic is kind of playing a little bit, hedging a little bit, but at the same time, Getting that over 11 and a half like the betting is right now, I still feel like that's pretty confident. And I think 12 wins should be relatively straightforward with the team that we have. 
yeah, we did lose some stuff on defense. And I, I'm going to miss Von Bell more than anyone myself. That guy was the heart of that defense. And I love cheering for him. And it's, it's a shame seeing him go, but I get it, right? It's just, it was his time to go get some money and the Bengals aren't willing to pay it. I can't fault the guy for that. Um, but I do think Nick Scott's going to be a good addition. I think we got some good draft picks. Like Captain said, I'm excited for this year. You know, we had a lot of really fun years with, you know, Burrow and Chase and Higgins and like all these star studs. And this year is kind of like backfilling the quieter positions. And I think that's what we needed the most. So it's perfect for us as Bengals fans. And yeah, I'm going with 12 wins. I think it's very possible. We just got to execute. And that's always what the game is. We just got to stay healthy, get the game plan going and, you know, dominate when we need to dominate. I think it's very possible. Absolutely love it. All right, Hootay. What do you say, my friend? Where do you think they're going and why? 17 wins. I mean, <laughs> uh, easy. That's all there is to it. There's no, I mean, that is the only answer. I mean, you have the most explosive offense in the NFL. You get the up and coming defense. You're going to have the youngest, fastest defensive backfield on the field. That's all, you, that's all you need. You got it. That's it. I'm done. I rest my case. <laughs> I hate it. Listen, this is why you're the legend, my friend. That's all there is. I got a great now. I got a great YouTube short for tomorrow. John Moore predicting 17 and oh, he's calling it That's right, right. now. Look, Can Chris I change Bobby my answer? He, right. he convinced Look me. Like that, that was man. <laughs> Everybody, listen, all everyone's ready to run out of the locker room. I'll fire it up. All right. All right. Well, listen, you set the tone for our next good, great segue. Cause listen, we, you know, we got a little serious there for a little bit and got, we talked about last season, talked about this season. Let's have a little fun now, right? Let's play a little fantasy quiz show. And you know what? Usually I kind of do it by the, where everyone's sitting, but I got, I think it, it's kind of perfect. I got two fantasy guys and I got two big super fans. So I think I'm going to team who day and a captain up against with L against Ellison Andrew. So it'll be the teams tonight. Basically how this works is just like fan is family feud. Excuse me. So I'll ask you, I'll pair you up. I'll ask you a question. Shout out the answer. Whoever has the highest answer will get the uh, opportunity for their team to close out the round. Obviously there'll be three strikes in there. If you get some questions wrong, if you get those three strikes, the other team will get a chance to steal. Either way, it'll be a lot of fun, and I hope I don't take your Bengal fan card tonight. Here we go. Let's play the Fantasy Quiz Show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. Not going to be a long game tonight. We got Bengal experts in the building. All right, let's go Ellis and Ahude right off the jump. Mano a mano around one top five answers are on the board. Here is your question. I'm thinking all-time Bengals history, and I always throw up a layup in the beginning. All I want to know is I'm looking for all-time your Past TD leaders, Ocho Cinco. That okay? That, so I went through. I was receiving. Oh, sorry, Carson. Was, okay. <laughs> Carson. Carson Palmer. I know. I, I felt bad. I didn't want to X you because I was like, maybe I didn't say it right. But Carson Palmer is correct. A hundred and fifty-four. Ellis, you earned it. The spot for your team. Let's go on to Andrew. What do you have, my friend? I'm going to go Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. 
the Rocket, who came out today, said he doesn't think there's 32 QBs better than him, made that statement today. Check him out because you know what? He is number one in Bengals history, 204 TDs from Mr. Rocket himself. All right, let's go to Ellis. What do you got? You there, Ellis? <laughs> Sorry, you cut out for a second. Uh, yeah. Uh, who do I got? Um, oh man, we gotta go. Uh, what about Boomer? Let's go, Boomer Siasen. Boomer Siasen. Boomer Siasen is correct. He is number three with 187. So all you're missing now is number two and number five. Let's go to Andrew. I want to go with Ken Anderson. Ken Anderson. Going right down the list. He's number two, 197. So all we're missing is number five. Can we get it? Ellis, what you got? Man, I, I don't know here. See, I'm, I'm not as good as my history, but, man, I don't know how long some other people played, so we're just going to throw out Joe Burrow and hope that Andrew can dunk it in for the next one. Joe Burrow. Andrew? Man, I, you know what? There there are a couple of guys I'm thinking of here, but I, you know what? I, I kind of thought it might have been Burrow. I was like, that might be a good guess because he's already thrown so many. Uh, let's see. T passing touchdowns. Uh, what was, uh, what was that guy's name in the nineties? I know it's not John Kitna. Um, I know it's, I know. Can I go through all the people? I know it's not installed. Does that help? <laughs> well, you, well, you do have, you do have a timer and we have a judge in the bag. He's just, itching um, to hit it. I can't, I, I can't think of the name. I know, I know a lot of people who it's not, that doesn't help at all. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with no guess. Sorry, Ellis. All right, he didn't he didn't dunk it in like he thought, Ellis. Nope, so I can't dunk can this you one. Guess in. number five. Well, all right. Well, I guess we're just gonna send it here. Uh, man, that, that's tough. What about uh David Klingler? David Klingler. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> no, sir, not in that one. All right, Hunei and Bengals. Bengals, Captain, just so you guys know, on this no. round, when you get to this point, you can talk this amongst yourself to come with a concise answer. So if you guys, either one of you can talk, and tell me which one you're going with. I, I feel like you're right, Cap. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, I feel like you're right. Shaking Blake. Shaking Jeff Blake. Yeah, I thought about that. That was the name I couldn't think <laughs> You snagged it. He is number five all time, and he even asked my mom to prom. I got the I got the clue right there underneath. You guys, we're, you're missing it the whole time. Jeff Blake, ninety three thrown uh, TDs. All thanks for bailing me out there, Cap, for my mess up on the. All right, so drama. Yeah, Andrew versus the captain in round number two. <sighs> Top five answer. Oh, sorry. Let me take that back. Top six answers are on the board for this one because we have a tie at the end. So I'm going back to all-time Bengals history. 
<clears throat> but this time I want to know who your running TD leaders are. I know one of them, Larry Kilbrew. All right, so for, uh, first I heard uh, Killin Larry Killenbrew. Killenbrew. Sorry, my uh, guy in the back is taking a break, so I'm hitting the buttons myself and having to flick back and forth. This is crazy. He was he is on this list, Larry Kinnebrew, but he is number six. He's tied with number five with 37. And then I heard right in between there, Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon is correct. He is number three on the list with 40. Five. So you guys take control again, Andrew and Ellis. See if you can close it out this time. Let's go to you, Ellis. What do you got? He's really thinking. You're, you're on mute, mute my friend. Classic. And I'm supposed to be the youngest one here. Uh, okay. With my name, it's... It's so easy. Technology's hard, right? With my name, it's so easy to go Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. I feel like if I didn't if I didn't answer that, I'd be insulting him. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> Not an insult at all when you get an X. All right, Andrew, what do you say? Uh, I got to go with my one of my favorite Bengals, Rudy Johnson. I feel like he's got to be on this list. I loved Rudy. He was dominant. Rudy, Rudy. Rudy is on this list. He is nice. number two all time mm, okay. with 48. So you got number two, number three, and number six on this list. Let's go back to Ellis. What else you got? All right. The reason why I was so out there with my first guest because I knew Andrew has us in the books. But let's go with James <laughs> Brooks. How about that Ooh. one? <laughs> I love it. James Brooks. <laughs> Yes, he is tied with Larry Kinnenbrew with 37. So he was down there at number five. All right, let's go back to Andrew. So there's only one left or is there two left? You're missing one and four on the list. Oh, Joe Mixon. He's got to be on this list. Joe right? like top Mixon. Rushing, right? All there we right, go. he is on the list at number four with 40. So you're missing the number one all Again. time. Again, <laughs> like an easy Let's one go, we should Ellis. get. Man, all right. I Like I said, my history is a bit weak here, but I do know there is one guy because he has the same name as my dad, and that's Pete Johnson. Pete Johnson. Great job to snag it for your team. You guys closed out the round. Oof. Pete Johnson is number one all-time Bengals rush TD leader with 64. Jeez. So that's pretty – yeah, he's – wow, he's really up there. All right, well, let's go. It's one-to-one. -one. That's the way we like it here. Let's go Hude versus Ellis again. Top five answers on the board, and this is when things get a little spicy. We're going to start really pulling that fandom card out. I'm still going all-time Bengals history – but I want to know about winning percentage. And I want to know oh, gosh. the teams you have the best winning percentage against. Against? 
Is, is there a limit on how many games? No limit Ooh. at all. Chiefs. The Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs. Sorry, my finger got stuck there. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the list. They are no you're number five on this list, 17 and 14 all time, a 548 winning percentage. All right, so I'm sorry I missed who said that. Was that Huday? Yes. Okay, so Ellis, I'll give you one shot to take it control if you can name a team higher than the Chiefs on this list. We're going to go with someone we play a lot and they were bad for a long time. Let's go with the Browns. The Browns. Not on the list. All right, Huday, you own it. Bengals captain, we're going to you. Teams you have the best winning percentage against. Hmm. Why do I feel like the Seahawks? I don't know. Why do you feel like it? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Seahawks. All right. The Seattle Seahawks. Not on the list. Who day? You got to guess. Hmm. This is a tough one. Let's go with the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. Oof, a lot of meat Ouch. on this phone, Captain. You got to take a little nibble or it's going back to Andrew and Ellis to steal. You got to guess here. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. I, I know some that are not. Um, how about the Jets? The J-E-T-S suck, suck, suck. You idiot. Not on the list. All right, Ellis and Andrew, a chance to steal here. A lot of meat here, but there's yeah. a lot of teams as well. So, Well, how many teams are on the list? I want to clarify that. Well, yeah, it's all active teams. It's not, it's not no like Boston Yankees or whatever. So, well, sure. yeah, it's, I mean, like, what, how many top, what, top five? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the top five. Correct. Sorry. My bad. So, he, the Chiefs have already at the number five spot. And you guys can talk this one out to come with a concise one. Yeah. What do you think, Ellis? Do you have any, any that jumps out to you? I'm, man, this is tough. Matt, I don't think I recall us ever losing the Falcons since I've been watching. I'm just going to go out and say that. Falcons have had a rough patch for a long time. I could see that. Bengals were, were kind of bad back when the Falcons might have been good, but they weren't good for that long. I'm okay with Falcons. Again, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot. I have no clue what our record is against teams. I, that's not something I look oh, at yeah. ever. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm fine and with Falcons if you think you've got a, a good logic to it. I'll go with that. That's precisely why. My logic's why a gut feel. That's just precisely why I asked that question, Andrew. Let's go with the Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons. Yes. They are on the list here. They are number three. You're 10 and five all time against the Falcons, 667 winning percentage. So number one on this list. The Detroit Lions. You guys are 10 and 3 all time against the Lions. 
a surprise number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. You're nine, mm. three, and two all time against the Eagles. <laughs> number times. four, number four, and I <laughs> hate to even say it, it's the Rams. You guys are eight ah. and six all time against those Rams. All right. Well, there it, it is. It's two to one right now. We got to get Bengals and who they got to get in here in this one. So let's go Bengals captain and Andrew. We're going to go top five answers on the board, but I'm not going to let you off the hook here, guys. I'm still going winning percentage, and I want to know the teams you got the worst winning percentage against. Ooh. Got to be Steelers. The Patriots. Pittsburgh Steelers. Wait, I got to go back. Not on the list. And I'm sorry, I, I heard I heard New England Patriots if I'm if I'm correct. New England is on this list. They are also number five. Ten and seventeen, you guys are all time against the New England Patriots. All right. You guys got control, Ellis. Let's see if you can close it out for the W. What what other guess you got? Man, Andrew's over there dishing me dimes like CP3 back in the day. I think I got to go with I, the Ravens. Like, the Ravens and the Steelers both were beating up on us for a long time. So let's go Ravens. The Ravens. Never more. Never more on that one. Andrew, what do you say? Man, that's a... That's a tough one. Again, it's percentage, which is what makes it tricky because there are some teams I feel like we haven't played that often. We could have easily lost like two games and be 0-2. You know what I mean? I'm I'm going to go with um, – we know it's not the teams from the last five, which is helpful. Um, let me go with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals. Thinking outside the All box. Right. Too far outside. All right, good enough. All right, still a lot of meat left again. Ellis, can you snag a little bit before we send it back for Hootay and a captain? I got two teams in mind. Let me flip a coin quickly. I think we're going to end up with... Let's go with Jacksonville. Ooh. The Jaguars. No, no, no on that one. Listen, Hootay and Cap, you guys got a nice opportunity here. A lot of meat left, not a lot of teams left, and uh, you, all they got was number five. So you're looking for the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. You guys can talk it out. I, I hate to talk Super Bowls, but, well, do we, we haven't had guess. a lot of success against the 49ers, have we? Yeah. See, I'm thinking the Raiders. Because there was a stretch where we hadn't beat the Raiders for many years, and then we went when I the game I went to Oakland to see, we beat them for the first time in forever. So, I don't know if they're on that list, but that's where my mind went. Was but we're on the so same. It's, it's like Raiders the or the Niners? That's your. It looks like you're between you two. You guys, let me know what you want to roll with. What do you think? I'll, yeah. let, I'll let you pick. Who they, baby? All right, we'll take. The Oakland Raiders. He's going with the Raiders. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, not on this list. Please and tell my, me the Niners weren't on that list. Listen, not only are not only are they on the list, they are the number one team on this list. You guys are four and eleven all time. Oh, wow, against the Niners, Montana. the Cowboys Man. are number two on this list. God, that was another four and ten wow. against the Cowboys. Number three, drum roll, please. America's team, the Miami Dolphins, eight and seventeen all time oh, against wow. the Dolphins Insane. and the, <laughs> the Broncos. You guys are eleven and twenty-two all time, and they are sitting at number four. All right, guys. Well, listen, that was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys playing, but unfortunately for the Bengals captain and who they baby Andrew and Ellis, you are tonight's winners. Great game indeed, and unfortunately, as I mentioned on our show, as tradition, when we have a winner, we have a loser. So you're telling me there's a chance. Not a chance tonight, as Vince McMahon used to say, no chance indeed, but a great game nonetheless. Really, really appreciate you guys coming in. That was a lot of fun. Let's go around the room. Let everyone, well, we'll start with Hootay, although everyone seems to know you already. But for those who may not know, let them know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great stuff going into this season. So it's really complicated. You can find me at Hootay, baby, on the Twitters, the Instagrams, and now on the threads, too, because you know, that's a thing now. But you can find me on all of those. And you also follow, find me in section 158, row 48. Nice. Day. Let me write that down. Who day, baby? Okay, yeah. I'm good. All right. For the W. <laughs> exactly. I love it. All right. Sounds great. Andrew, how about you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great content? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and threads at Andrew Hall FF and uh, find me at most Bengals home games, barring a work trip at uh, in section 156. So right there next door to you guys in 158. Awesome. Look at that. Bringing the Bengals family together. South end zone and represent. I haven't gone to, I haven't hit that threads yet. I just feel like it's going to be one of those things where we, everyone goes and, all, and then everyone's back to the other thing again. So I'll just wait and make sure it's cool first and whatever. All right, Ellis, how about you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great content? All right. Catch me on Twitter at yo, it's Ellis underscore FF. Unfortunately for Bengals games, it won't be in the stadium. You'll catch me on the center left side of the coach. Chomping on some chips because that's where it is, and that's where the good luck is, is in that spot. Hey, you also appreciate your work at uh, Fireside Fantasy underscore FF, where I sit by a fire and I talk some fantasy football. That's where I'm at. Gotta love it, man. I, I listen, where's my invite? There's nothing like so I'm down here, all the way down here in Florida, sweating my behind off because my wife makes me do my podcast outside. I want to go sit by a fire. Hell, all right, let's also. Bengals captain, I mean, we can find – it's pretty easy, I think, to find you in a crowd. But where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great content, my friend? Basically, Bengals captain everywhere. Uh, don't look too hard because you might find Bengals captain in places you didn't expect to find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I don't post there. 
but I've got one. Oh. <laughs> What's under the hat? Oh. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. I am Only. also in 158 row two. And uh, shout out to CBS Sports. They find us every game. So if the game's on CBS Sports, you'll find me dancing and acting a fool. I love you, CBS Sports. Yes, thank you, CBS Sports, and thank you, Bagels Cabin, because what's cool about that is, like, I'll be sitting here watching one of those games. I'm like, hey, I know that guy. That's so cool. <laughs> That's what's so great about doing All this right. stuff. So I really <laughs> I really appreciate You're a star, man. I love it. No, I appreciate you guys uh, coming in so much. I appreciate you guys being here. Good luck so much to your Bengals this season. We are going to take a quick break. If you can't stick around, great. We're going to do our fantasy focus on the Bengals. Um, so please stick around if you can. If you cannot, totally understand and totally appreciate you guys being in. We'll take that commercial break. Appreciate you again. We'll see you later on. Thank you, Uday. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management. No trades. No waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Chris, Bob, by the way, I appreciate you in the comments tonight. I mean, this is what is solid for me because people always ask, well, where was this team? Where was that team? He was like filling it in there for me. Steelers were at six. The Raiders were at seven. Like he's going down the line. I absolutely appreciate you, Chris, Bob. That's great. Love when people play along with the with the uh, fantasy quiz show. All right, guys, listen, we've talked about the real football, I guess. Let's talk. Let's get some fantasy focus on. Certainly can tell the host is from Miami. All right, let's get it started with our fantasy focus tonight. And it's just pretty much, I'm going to start out like I did last night with Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow, number four, go snag him. I mean, there's no reason not to. This is one of the elite guys for me. It's the guy you want to have on your fantasy roster. Um, I don't know if he's falling as much as where I'm looking now in drafts. I feel like Lamar is going a little further for some reason. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite, but I know Joe Burrow is definitely a great value and somebody you definitely want on your fantasy rosters. I don't have to sit here and give you all the analytics because that's why I brought these expert guys to tell me all the great stuff in, but Jordan, you've been in the back, my friend. How about you? What do you think about Joe Burrow? I've been Jones. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm the ass hat that wore the Rams Jersey. However, I think I'll redeem myself a little bit here by letting you guys know the Bengals are my fantasy squad. All these guys are my ride or dies. Joe Burrow, fantasy quarterback, number one overall incoming MVP season incoming, number one seed in the AFC incoming. Give me all the Joe Burrow this year, every ounce of it. I like exactly. That's what I say. Well, I don't mean there's not much of a breakdown tonight. It was like we kind of go through some of these teams. I got to really kind of get into it. Listen, there's not much to get into here. It kind of pretty much speaks for itself. But Ellis, you tell us all. Will you tell me why I need to invest in Joe Burrow this year? Man, Jordan, 
I don't know what I like more, your takes or your mustache, because both are rocking right now. <laughs> but when we're talking Joe Burrow, though, man, my only concern with fantasy is because of the, the limited in rushing. And, yes, he, he picked up a bit more rushing after he his entire knee got fixed last year. But still, him and Herbert I always view quite similarly. And Herbert has a bit more of a bigger arm. Uh, for NFL, definitely I'd take him Burrow. But when it comes, sorry, yeah. But when it comes to fantasy, he needs to throw for you know forty plus touchdowns, and he should be able to do that, especially with these weapons. If he has an MVP season, he very well could throw for fifty. However, it's the yardage as well. I think Burrow can definitely get there. I'm personally drafting Herbert above him. I think there'll be a bit more yards, and then of course you got your, you have your Lamar, your Hurts, your Allen, and your Mahomes, but. Definitely, to me, he's a firm six. He's probably one of the most consistent sixes in my QB ranks for sure. Yeah, I have him. I have him above Herbert only because I like y'all's weapons just a little bit more than LA's, quite frankly. But, you know, tomato, tomato, I'll take either one and be happy with it, quite frankly. Andrew, what do you say, my friend? Yeah, I mean, Burrow is a stud. And I just want to, just for a second, just envision – Bengals fans for the last 20 years having to deal with, you know, Carson Palmer and Ocho Cinco and Hushman Zada. Like that was a great tandem. Then we had Dalton and AJ Green and like some, you know, Chris Henry and others, you know, pour some out RIP. And then, then we get Burrow, Chase and Higgins. And it's just like Christmas every day. I mean, like this is exactly what you're looking for, both in terms of NFL and fantasy. I mean, I'm not quite sure. I want to say Burrow is my number one overall. My, my heart says that, but my, uh, my brain says, hold up. Let's see what's going on there. Um, that being said, I, it's it's tough not to like the Bengals for fantasy in every single way. And part of that is kind of what you said, Ellis. It's because they don't have a rushing game. It really means all of it's going to go through that passing attack. I mean, I still love Mixon as a value in the fifth or sixth round of redraft leagues. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. But again, is my RB2 in fantasy? You can do much better. I mean, you can't do much better than, than Joe Mixon, who's going to be on a high-powered offense, getting in the red zone often constantly getting first downs that's what you're looking for in a running back so i think mixon's a steal in a lot of drafts right now but again that whole offense is so high powered you're not going to be you're not going to be angry if you get a Bengals player on your team and i love that as a Bengals fan because i get a lot of Bengals players on my teams and it just makes it easier and easier to cheer for them at the games a hundred percent listen we're you just you're a great segue person let's talk about that running game real quick and something that we you know we didn't talk about all night is I don't know anything that's going on in this Joe Mixon situation, so I hope somebody's going to enlighten me because I'm looking at it right now like he is a scary prospect um, Going with all the disgruntled rumblings going on. You know, again, he does have a little bit of injury history too, but again, he's kind of dispelled that the last couple, couple of years. Um, but, you know, again, I like what he brings to the table if he's coming to play, but is he coming to play is the question. So right now, He's way down in my rankings because I'm just not sure what's going on with him right now. Jordan, what do you say, my friend? I'm not touching Joe Mixon with a 10-foot pole. Um, and it's not just these legal uh, issues that are potentially going on. Joe Mixon wasn't the best running back on the Cincinnati Bengals last year. It was Samaj P. Ryan, and that guy is now in Denver. Joe Mixon's stats were heavily inflated because he went off for 50 points in week nine. And granted, every one of those points count, but if you take that out of the equation, that guy was lower than Cordero Patterson last year. I think he's on the decline. I think there's legal issues going on. I don't really know what the Bengals are going to do at running back. And I, I think volume alone, sure, he's going to be a guy as long as he stays out of trouble. 
But, man, I think the days of Joe Mixon being RB1, set it and forget it, are done. So, Andrew, that you know, again, going to our Bengals experts, that's why we like to do these shows. So, what is the possibility that Chase Brown is that sneaky running back that we all should have drafted, um, you know, earlier in our drafts? And, you know, now we're, we're regretting it. What do you, what do you say? Well, Chase Brown was a fifth round pick for a reason. I mean, I feel like if they had drafted, you know, Jameer Gibbs with their first pick or, you know, even Roshan Johnson with their third, you know, something like that, I could have seen them being a, like that. That says more to me as a Bengals fan and as a fantasy fan waiting until the fifth to get Brown. I feel like it was a value for a weak running back room. I don't feel like it fills a void. I want to say this too, to what Jordan said. I don't want to disagree that P Ryan was the better running back. I'm not going to say that. I do like a lot of what P Ryan brought, but him leaving and nobody really being there to fill the void. I mean, I think Chris Evans actually has a chance to be the guy. I think he's, he's a good punt returner. He's going to make the squad. There were a lot of games last year where either Mixon or P Ryan were out and Travion was on the team and they still didn't give him the ball. Why would they give him the ball now? I don't think there's anything, there's no benefit to doing that. They've already showed us they don't like him. So I'm kind of out on Travion myself. Um, but again, what you said too, Jordan, I don't want Mixon as my RB1. That's not what I'm saying. I would love Mixon as my RB2. He's going as like running back 20 right now. Like to me, that's crazy value. I'd much rather take him at RB20 and get an RB1 season than take him at RB8 and get RB20 season. You know what I mean? Like the value is just crazy low. I don't, again, if, if you're a zero RB guy, he's a terrific RB1 target in that regard. If you're going to draft a ton of tight ends and super flex and get two quarterbacks and like all these other things and then wait until the sixth, seventh round or something to get Mixon, I think that's a pretty stud option to do is like maybe even a hero RB idea. So again, I, I don't think Mixon's going to be amazing. I just think his value is, is his price is what I like more than the player. Totally. Yeah, fair. No, yeah, totally agree with that. And, you know, hell forget zero RB. I like to go RB, RB heavy every draft I do. And I'll shit. I'll, I'll go round. I'll go my third running back, Joe Mixon all day long. I mean, it's yes. the way things are going. So yeah, I totally hear you. Ellis, what do you say? My friend. Man, I slot in somewhere between these two. Like, I don't want to forget all the legal issues and, you know, the fact that he broke that woman's jaw before you get entered the NFL. Like, that always comes up, too. Like, he has a lot of off-field stuff that I think shouldn't be forgotten about, especially when we're talking about other people getting hurt. But when it comes to his fantasy impact, he it benefits from the team. Like, that five-touchdown game, that 50-point game or whatever it was, it's remarkable. But the fact is, is you can do that on a Bengals team. It's yep. one of the few powerful offenses what kind of runs a workhorse. Like the Chiefs, they have like five different backs, right? The Eagles, they have Hurts, and then like four other backs. Like a lot of these other teams that are really potent, uh, even the Bills, like because of Josh Allen rushes, they don't really have that. So I think Mixon is a huge value in fantasy. I think we're stuck with him this year. I think we're going to ask him to take that pay cut. I genuinely haven't heard anything about that happening, but there was rumors it would and if he just looks at the market, like just look outside, you'll see Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott cooking up some hot dogs with Dalvin Cook. So, I mean, the thing is, is he's going to want to probably take that pay cut. So I think we're locked in for this year for sure. Next year, we'll see what happens. I'd love to draft a guy. And I'd love it if the London, Ontario native Chase Brown can put a stamp on this season. But that's it. like, like Andrew said, he's a fifth rounder. Who knows? I think we're stuck with Mixon this year. I think he's kind of like a Najee Harris, but on a better team. Inefficient, we'll get the work, and we'll hopefully the offense will make him score a lot more touchdowns. Well, just real quick, I, I want to piggyback. Like, I don't mind being stuck with Mixon. Like, as an NFL team, I there are definitely worse options to be stuck with. 
I, I am happy as hell to be stuck with what the fourth receiver or touchdown receiver, you know, rushing touchdown in Bengals history. Like he's still, he's a good player. I know we all like to hate on him and he does have some injury history, but there were definitely times where he wanted to play and the team wouldn't let him because there was no reason to like risk it. The team was terrible that year. Why have him play? So I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap for the games he's missed. I think he has the heart. I think he knows this is his last chance to possibly be on a Super Bowl winning team. And he's going to do everything in his power to stay healthy and get right for it. And like I said, again, the guys behind him are scrubs, in my opinion. No offense. They're better at this game than I'll ever be. So I'm saying scrubs with quotes around it. But my logic is still like, you know, Chris Evans, Travion Williams, Chase Brown. None of them worry me in the same way that like a Tank Bigsby worries me for ETN. Or like a Zach Charbonnet worries me for Kevin or uh, Kenneth Walker. Where it's like there's nobody else for fantasy behind Mixon. So that's partially why he's, in my opinion, a great steal. The value that he's given is because of those legal issues, because of that injury, because of the ADP and everybody being scared of that. Injuries aren't sticky. As much as we think they are, they're not. I mean, they're, everybody's injury prone until they're not. It makes no sense to even call somebody injury prone. These guys are running into each other at 30 miles an hour sometimes, right? You have 15 each way. You're going to get hurt. It's just part of the game. So I don't know. I feel like some of that's a little overblown. And then we obviously saw, too, with the whole, like, paintball incident at his house everybody was so quick to rush to judgment like oh mixon he's a thug they got all this stuff he wasn't even there like this is just all of this stuff is just so overblown that in the public perception is pushing his value down i'm fine to scoop it up that's perfect for me and yeah andrew i want to jump in here one more time so man i agree with everything you just said I, i think you hit the nail on the head my concern with mixon isn't that he's an old injury prone guy or anything like that my concern with Mixon is he's more Ezekiel Elliott now than he is Todd Gurley. I just think the guy showed a, a decline last year, and that's what gives me pause on wanting to stock up because historically I have been banging the drum for Mixon since day one. Fair. Even then, I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Though, even even Elliott two years ago was better than Gurley's last year, right? Like. In yeah, all, it, it's all yeah, kind of relevant because of volume, because yep. of just and counting think, it, and and there is value there, absolutely. And that's why opportunity is a big one for running backs. And I think as long as he's healthy, which again is nothing we can ever predict or you know project, as long as he's healthy, his opportunity is what eighty percent. I mean, like let's be honest, he's not going to be. It's not like last year with Pirine. To be honest with you, I think if they had kept Pirine, I'd be more worried about Mixon and not be drafting him at all because even RB twenty would be scary. I'd much rather have you know Derrick Henry or someone else that's on that decline in a sense for fantasy, but. All I care about is points. And I tell you what, Mixon's still going to put up points, especially as an RB2 or flex option. All day, baby. All day. Andrew's brought up some great points. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, my broke knee, glass knees, I could probably at least get a 100-yard game. Uh, in this offense, the way it's set up, I mean, it's just that good. And you're right about the injury-prone label. Um, I, so a little history on my segment earlier, The Dr. Miller was actually – I'm a – physical therapist and he was my professor in college and you know so that's why i have him on the show and he says that all the time when when we first start he's like i don't want to hear about injury prone he always talks about that so you're right in that and i, I always bring that up too and they brought up to they bring up Tua a lot obviously well yep. if Tua if Tua stays healthy that's all we hear listen i don't want to hear that no more because let's go around the league what if josh allen's not healthy what happens if to the home stays what's, healthy what's, i mean come right on. let's like, just go around the league i mean let's so uh, whatever yeah i i don't like to listen to all that the, in, the uh, legal stuff may be an issue, uh, but again, we can't predict that stuff. We'll just let that stuff play out. But again, fantasy-wise, like you said, there is some great 
um, reward, risk reward with Joe Mixon this year. That's what we'll put it that way. There's no risk going to receiver in this offense. So nice little segue there. Jamar Chase, I got him number two. I could have number one. Doesn't matter. I was beating his drum. Um, you know, when he first came out, I was on my big my guy because I kept saying it just makes sense. The guy who's going to the team that his college of like roommate wanted. I mean, it just all makes sense, doesn't it? So J- Jamar Chase obviously is money. T. Higgins, I was <laughs> I was that guy that was like last year. In fact, I remember saying stop saying T Higgins name because I was tired of hearing it because I just quite frankly just didn't see all the value with them. It was just kind of up and down to me anyway. I just didn't really see it. But last year it was like he just took that. Not that he even heard anything I said or would care what I said, but he sure the hell smacked me in the mouth with, with what he was bringing last year. So great year for him. I got him ranked 14th. I mean, between Hill and Waddle and, you know, these two, they're they're basically one and two as the best two tandems in the league. I absolutely love what they got going on. I think the question really here at receiver is, do you take Tyler Boyd later on as that guy that used to love to play in the flex back in the day? And right now he's just been kind of up and down, quite frankly, last year. I believe I wrote down he finished uh, receiver 45 or something last year, um, somewhere down in there. He was he, he kind of fell down a little bit last year. I still like Tyler Boyd this season. Again, we're going through this offense. It's money all day. Joe Burrows throws the ball in bunches, and it just depends on who that guy is going to be to find that right scheme. Um, so I still like Tyler Boyd as a flex play, quite frankly. So, Easy money here. Not a lot of analysis needed. Jordan, what say you? I mean, I, I probably don't go with the flex play with uh, Tyler Boyd. I think I have him. However, either of those guys miss any kind of time. That guy instantly shoots through the roof on his ranking for me. But I agree with you. Jamar Chase, number two, locked in right behind Justin Jefferson. Uh, same order I had them last year. And then T. Higgins, I have him at 14. I think T. Higgins is the best wide receiver, too, in the NFL. And, man, I, I you guys probably don't want to hear this, but I'm just like – I'm praying somehow that guy makes his way to Jacksonville because I want to see that college connection versus Burroughs college connection. I just think it would be absolutely money. But I think that guy going into a contract year absolutely is going to have a huge year. So uh, you just spread some bad juju on the show, Jordan. I just want to say, if that happens, we're going to play this back to all the Bengals fans next year. That's the best um, gonna... juju. It would be beautiful. <laughs> I'm not going to like you at all. Ellis, let's go to you, my friend. What do you think of your uh, great receivers on this team? Well, we'll say that juju balances out with the 17-0 and call we had earlier. So at the end of the day, it's even. <laughs> all right. What do I have to say about these receivers? The first thing I have to say is, and it's going to it's gonna sound like a homer pick, but I've, I've really, really dug into this, and I'm sure on it. I think Chase is better than Jefferson in fantasy for this year. And really what it comes down to is red zone targets and touchdown usage. So Justin Jefferson in his career, his career high is 10 touchdowns. Jamar Chase has a 13-9 and nine touchdown total seasons. And last year, he missed five games. Plus, despite missing five games, he was still third in the NFL in red zone targets. Justin Jefferson, however, he was first in the NFL in targets. However, he still couldn't get up there in touchdowns. The perks of having Joe Burrow, the assassin, in the red zone compared to a Kirk Cousins. So if one of these two receivers are going to have a 15-plus touchdown season, it's going to be Chase. And over the last four years, 
I believe it's been like Adams with 18 touchdowns, Cup with 16, and then Jefferson with eight last year. That's only three years. But the fact is, is more often than not, you need these double-digit touchdown totals. And if one of these two guys are going to do it, it's going to be Jamar Chase. As for T. Higgins, I have him higher than you guys, too. I have him at 10. And that's because last year, if you take out the four games that he played less than 30% of snaps, because he's a full-time player, but he had those weird injuries that happened. And, yeah, it hurt people in fantasy for sure. He averaged 13.9 half PPR points a game, which would have put him as the WR9, I believe, right behind CeeDee Lamb and right ahead of Almond Ross St. Brown. So he's a top 10 receiver if he stays healthy. And I know we just talked about how that's not a sentence we want to talk about, but that's where the data comes from. And that's where I like having him rounding out my top 10. Last but not least, it depends on your scoring. Once again, don't know what you were using, but I do know that Tyler Boyd has been a top 40 receiver every year since 2017. So Tyler Boyd, if you want three receptions, 30 yards, and then maybe a touchdown every fifth week, He's your guy. Like, you want mediocrity. Money. He's locked and loaded. You fire him up. Fantasy, I'm not touching him. I'm ranking him in my top 40 because that's just what he does. But I'd way rather take a shot on someone with some more upside that's going later. Nico Collins is getting a lot of hype, for example. Rondell Moore is going to be a PPR machine in Arizona. And Rat rounds out my three receivers. And I think all of them are just unbelievable. Tyler Boyd's a lot more valuable in real NFL, though, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Andrew, what say you, my friend? Uh, Chase, great. I don't know. We don't really need to go crazy on that. I do agree with Chase over Jefferson, but I'm not going to get into an argument about it. Like it, it, It's 1A, 1B. Like If yep. you have Jefferson over, I'm fine. We move on. Uh, Higgins, I probably have still as, as like a wide receiver 12 to kind of couch that wide receiver 1 category. I feel like he's still a valid wide receiver 1. I don't I used to say I don't like having Higgins as my wide receiver one because he's the wide receiver two on his own team. I was kind of proven wrong by that last year. He's too much of a stud, even on this offense. Even if he is the second option on this offense, it's still the better option than you're going to get in a lot of places. So if you're okay to wait or you want to go RB heavy or something at the beginning of your draft and get Higgins as your, your wide receiver one in the third or fourth, whatever you want to do, I don't hate that. I think that's a fine idea depending on the format. And again, I think Higgins is one of those guys that is going to see an uptick um, I think Chase and Higgins both, and and really just in general, the analogy I've been making in some some circles lately anyway, it's kind of like the uh, the Forrest Gump analogy where he's running with the braces on and then it just sort of like clicks and he knocks them off. That's what I feel like this year is, right? Because we had Burrow with the appendectomy. We had Burrow with the ACL. Like he was kind of like that. He was, he was causing this like running in molasses feeling at the start of the season. And then we all saw it by week six, they were clicking, running, going, boom, bang, let's go. Like it was done. And that's what you want in fantasy, right? Is for them to show up. And I think with this offseason, as far as we can tell, barring anything crazy, again, God knock on wood, don't ever, don't ever say I put any bad juju on things. But my thinking is if they can go into this season as like full on all three of the receivers and even Mixon with Burrow with a full offseason to get 100% locked in, they'll knock that rust off by week one and be hitting that stride to maybe even get that 17 game victory streak. So I do think but all the, all the offense is going to get better from that. And I wanted to spend a second on Boyd. I think Boyd is kind of, I would say underrated, but he's probably appropriately rated. I do a lot of dynasty fantasy football too. And Boyd is pretty much free in dynasty. You can get him for a third or fourth round rookie pick, which is just nuts to me. Cause I think again, he's a perfect flex option as we get into injuries and bye weeks and other things like that. I have no problem at all starting him and putting him into my flex on a start 11 kind of roster. And I think again, if he's your wide receiver six, Perfect. That's exactly who I want for my wide receiver six. Somebody who's got the upside. Again, if something were to happen to these other guys or 
you know, like you just mentioned before with Higgins missing some time, right? As much as we don't want to say it, there are definitely games where the Bengals are up 38 to 10 in the third quarter. And they're just like, you know what, Higgins, you've got this quad strain. Let's sit you, you know, like you're not hurt. We're not going to say you're hurt, but just go, you don't need to risk it, right? That's when Boyd steps up and shines. It happens all season long. You never know when that's going to happen. They play the Texans this year. They play the Jags this year. Like Some of those games could be blowouts, and Boyd gets a ton of touchdowns from Trevor Simeon, the backup. You know what I mean? We have no idea. So, And I do think Boyd is playing for a little bit of a contract here, even though I don't think that's going to happen. He is a team captain. I think he's still got some heart of this team. I think he's still viable as an option in this offense. So for me, I'm, I'm fine taking him. And, and right now, just on Fantasy Pros, his ECR, expert consensus ranking, is wide receiver 56. That's insane to me. Like, that's undrafted in some leagues. I would much rather have Boyd than a lot of other players. That being said, his upside is definitely capped because of his teammates. So, again, it, it, every league is different. Every every option is different. But in Dynasty, I'm, I'm trying to acquire everything I can for Boyd because he's so cheap. He's practically free, and you're probably going to start him more weeks than you don't even think about. It's just how it goes. Cause again, this offense is so good and that rising burrow raises all boats. You know what I mean? Like it just, everybody's going to be good. And so I'm excited this year for, burrow, for, for burrow to Boyd more than usual. Let's put it that way. But yeah, the so other two great and great for sure. So ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. The Bengals after game one, will just start running as Andrew put it. All right, let's finish it up. We'll put the tight end and the defense together. Listen, so Irv Smith Jr. coming over from from Minnesota, who's had his little ups and downs and his like, you know, again, he's had a lot of, uh, I guess, hype, if you will. And I remember last, I think it was last year in the preseason, he was making all these cool catches or maybe it was the season before that. I can't remember. A lot of great hype behind him. He has not come to fruition yet um, due to injury, quite frankly. So I think with this particular opportunity, you could see Irv Smith Jr. carving out a role in this offense. But again, it's a tight end wasteland. So really, we're kind of throwing darts here. But this is someone I think you should have at least on your radar. But again, that's why I got my experts in. They could tell me if there's somebody else that I'm overlooking. Bengals D right now, kind of up in the air. I like that they're playing the AFC South. So there's going to be some good matchups. For this Bengals defense, so it's definitely something to stream. Not sure if I'm necessarily going out to draft them, but I'm certainly looking at them, stream them later on for sure. Jordan, what is what do you say, my friend? I, Irv Smith is like Hunter Henry light to me. Like if I can't quit Hunter Henry, I'm well on my way to not quitting Irv Smith because I find this guy on my roster somehow, some way, every damn season, and the experience is always the same disappointment now huge upgrade from Kirk cousins to joe burrow obviously I, I think it might tell a little bit about you know the the chase versus jefferson feud there um i think the kid's gonna have some games i think he's gonna pop a few times a year i think it's all gonna be matchup dependent um i don't know when i'll roll the dice it's gonna happen i'm probably not targeting him in many drafts but man he's gonna be on my teams via waiver wire as far as the defense again I feel like one of the recurring themes of our show is, listen, if you are playing the AFC South or the NFC South, I'm going to stream you at least three or four times this season, and that's exactly where I have the Bengals. Yeah, it's like we've definitely noticed that was a reoccurring theme. Some of those defenses in the NFC South in particular might be something to look out for. Andrew, let's go to you, my friend. Uh, we'll wrap us up with the tight end and D. Where you got him? 
Well, again, I, I think Irv Smith is kind of a, you know, kind of like a wild card in a way. He's supposed to be good. He went to Alabama, had a terrific last year, his junior season in Alabama, you know, gets drafted, is supposed to be a stud and gets hurt and then gets hurt again and then gets hurt again. And I feel like he, he just he's kind of that same mode of just can't get running in the right spot. And I feel like this could be the offense that opens him up a little bit. Um, I, I know it's I mean, every team you want to win every game and all this. But when you're playing for the Minnesota Vikings and, you know, it's like, do I really need to go out there and win every game? Well, with the Bengals, they're going to win without you, whether you want to or not. You might as well try and help. And that's what I loved about Hayden Hurst last year. Uh, and no, I'm not calling him injury prone. He was bad luck. That's all I'm saying. He was unlucky. Uh, but Irv, Irv is actually the prime case for this because, again, he's he's going really, really late, if at all, in drafts and is a perfect streaming option, which is exactly the segue to the defense, like you guys said, is a streaming option as well. And I, I honestly believe that this defense could be better than we give them credit for. It's just tough to see a team as good as the defense was last year get better by losing stud players on defense that, that generally doesn't happen. So, and my logic would be, they were good last year. They're probably going to be good again this year. I don't think they're going to finish as a top 10 or top 12 defense overall, but yeah, there are definitely going to be weeks when there are bye weeks that, you know, you're kind of looking at it like, well, the Bengals play the Texans this week and you know, the top three defenses are all on a bye. I'll gladly take that. Cause I think that's a team that, you know, Texans who knows what they're up to. And again, on an offense like this, it doesn't take much for the defense to, to you know, return a kick for a touchdown or something because the whole team's so demoralized from Burrow dropping four dimes on him in the first half. So, again, those are kind of just in general where defenses are, I don't know, I don't want to say it's like an entirely crapshoot, but that's what you're looking for is a team with a good offense and a solid defense that can at least play good when they need to. Against a bad team, they're great, and that's really what you're looking for. So I think both of them are great streaming options in my opinion. For the fantasy, well, it depends on everyone's league, of course, but fantasy sort of championship uh, Christmas Eve. Well, no, I'm sorry, day before December 23rd, you guys are at Steelers. So yep. not a not a like a matchup you're scared of. So a good one to stream you guys in. Now the week following, now you got the Chiefs. So then I'm maybe not something I might. I'm not there. starting. Yeah, I'm not starting the Bengals defense against Pat Mahomes. Even if we win, that that could be a brutal 23-20 kind of game, and it's just you know three points for your defense. Yeah, I'm out on that. Right. Yeah, not the game you want to start them. But that Steelers D, um, Steelers game could be a good matchup. Like I said, it's riddled with some good, you know, Texans November 12th. Um, you got a couple of good matchups um, with some uh, offenses that'll probably struggle, like the Tennessee yep. Titans um, as well. All right, let's go to Ellis. What do you say, my friend? Wrap us up with tight end Indy. Honestly, I think outside of Orlando Brown, or honestly, even at the same tier, Irv Smith might have been one of the best free agent signings for when we look at situation and placement. In the sense of, if we weren't going to draft like Mare in or Kincaid or whatever in the first round, which would have been unbelievable, absolutely. What's the next best bet? Well, let's grab a guy who has all the talent in the world to be just as good as those guys. But it's just been unlucky and has a lot of injuries. And if it doesn't work out, you know what? We still like we don't rely on the tight end so much. Last year, Hayden Hurst was very good for what he was, but he was still only like 400 yards and two touchdowns. So if you remove that, obviously it's another weapon. By no means does it help, but it's not going to ruin this entire offense, I don't believe. So it's it's shooting for the moon here. You have a guy that could be that elite X factor. Him and Tyler Boyd can very well make those big plays on third downs and everything when you need. But if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And it's only a one-year deal, I believe, too. So I just think it was smart on all around when it comes to the tight end position. As for the defense, I'm worried about our secondary. 
yeah, I love Cam Taylor Britt and Dax Hill and everything, but I think our line is sick. And if you get extra points for like sacks, if it's more than just the point, then sure, why not? We might be able to really take advantage of the Jacksonville and Houston defensive lines. And even with the Steelers revamped line, I don't think they're that good. We very well could get a lot of sacks. What I'm worried about with our defense is when we go up against like a Baltimore Ravens. And if we're in a shootout, I think it's going to be head to head. They have the weapons now. Lamar's a huge X factor. And I don't know if we can deal with Lamar as an X factor. Whereas their defense is really, really top tier, especially that secondary. So that's my biggest fear about within division. When it comes to fantasy, though, I think they're more of a streamer. And give me Luan Arumo scheming for anyone, baby. He's unbelievable, and he's been making some banging game plans, especially for games against the Chiefs and everything. But in essence, Irv Smith, great basketball play because he will have those touchdowns, and he is a shoot for the moon, and you can get him nice and late. I'm out, though, in redraft. I'm not starting him every week. I just, right. I want to piggyback real quick just yeah. because you said something that I've said in other places and it, it reminded me. Lou Anarumo is like the guy that makes the most amazing oatmeal you've ever had in your life. You're like, how did you do this? This is supposed to be terrible and it's delicious. And then you're like, okay, that's some good oatmeal. And you go about your day, but you just think about it all day. Like that was some damn good oatmeal. Like what the, how did he pull that off? Cause that's what Lou Anarumo pulls off. He does magic with nothing. And I think that's exactly what he's going to do this year. Getting a bunch of rookies to, even if they're not starters to kind of like backfill that defense. I'm with you hundred percent on that point. Like that Lou Anarumo is, is golden goat to me. I love him. He's awesome. We've learned a lot of info tonight, and one thing we now know is Andrew loves oatmeal, no doubt about Only it. Only if right. cooking. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, listen, guys, we appreciate you guys so much. Good luck again. I'm bringing up again. Good luck to those Bengals this year. For everyone tuning in, we appreciate you guys. Like I said, hit the subscribe button, notification bell, hit a like, comment, all that good stuff. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Monday for the Minnesota Vikings. We appreciate you guys, and we are out.